Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and helps us to have a more positive, spiritually focused mindset to be able to deal with life every day. And that really helps us. Help people in your life turn to God. Share these studies with them through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means. Help them to turn their life around, to grow in their faith, to come to God, and ultimately to get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about political correctness. Well, what we're really asking is, should the church be politically correct? What about the individual Christian? Should we bow to the pressures of the political correct movement and be politically correct ourselves, even if that violates in some position what the Bible teaches on that particular matter? Should we be politically correct just to get along? Should we try to get along to get along? Well, that's is the way a whole lot of people are bending in our culture, in our country right now. They feel intimidated by those, and I would say again, small minority of people who are pushing this politically correct movement down our throats and purposefully trying, vigorously trying to change our cultural mindset in our nation right now. If you don't agree with them, you're to be shouted down. And they shout so loud and they're so persistent that they try to make it seem like everybody agrees with them virtually. And that is absolutely not the case. But a whole lot of people have felt intimidated. They don't want to be called names. They don't want to get into trouble. They don't want to have to to deal with explaining why they don't believe some politically correct position, and so they just kind of be quiet and go along to get along. Well, that's sad. That's sad. And this particular mindset is being pushed on not just individuals, including individual Christians, but upon the church as well. Should the church be politically correct? Well, As we open this particular study, that particular section of our study, I closed that day asking the question, was Jesus politically correct? And this next section, we went into that in some detail. Jesus was not politically correct. Most of the people to whom he came preaching the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation through him as the Savior did not believe in him. And the leaders of that day, they hated him. They wanted him dead because they wanted to shut his mouth. Now, as we closed last time, I asked the question, how far down the road do you think it is before, as things are going right now, as we are being pushed into this politically correct mindset How far down the road do you think it is before if somebody does not go along, bow 
to whatever the politically correct position is of the day that they'll get arrested and put in jail? Now, you might say, no, it's never going to happen. Stop and look more closely. Right now, there are people who are saying, if somebody uses the wrong prefix, now we're talking about Mr., Mrs., Ms., if they speak the if they're if they're using the wrong prefix prefix in relation to somebody's professed gender, no matter whether they're biologically male or female, that that should be a crime. Well, what happens as the ultimate result of crime? If it's pushed far enough, it's imprisonment, is it not? Arrested, people taken to court, sued because they said the wrong word or they refuse to recognize a particular position that somebody has claimed that they have taken in their life. You see, it's chaos. It's, from one perspective, we could say virtual insanity, but it's being pushed. It's being pushed hard as being the intellectual position to take in our culture today. And as I've said, the woke movement, the cancel culture movement, the politically correct movement, they're all the same. They're just different branches of the same movement, but they all go together. And our population is bending to the pressure, but it's a small minority that is pushing this. They just shout louder than everybody else. And they intimidate better than most people. And so businesses have buckled and gone along. Political leaders have buckled and demonstrated support or agreement. Churches, in many cases, have bowed to the pressure and have started teaching agreement with political, politically correct positions that are anti-biblical. We used to respect God as God in our culture. We used to respect the Bible as God's authoritative word. But those positions are not so much anymore. Jesus was not politically correct. He did things, he taught things that flew in the face of the politically correct, if you want to think of it that way, leaders and the culture of his day. He came declaring himself to be the Savior, and he was rejected as such by almost everybody that he came to teach. He did not take to the streets and protest, storm government buildings. He did not encourage anybody to paint graffiti on walls or to throw bricks through windows or to loot businesses. Jesus was not politically correct for the culture of his day. Someone observed, in Jesus' case, we have the story of the holiest man who ever lived. And yet it was the prostitutes and the lepers and the thieves who adored him, the people perhaps in the lower classes, the people perhaps 
for the most part, who were not the people in positions of power and authority. Jesus offered sinners hope. He was willing to interact with them. He saved them. He healed lepers. He raised dead folks. He healed people who were beggars from their debilitating infirmities. The religious leaders, conversely, would not let him get close to them. They rejected him. And ultimately, some of them engineered his crucifixion by false means. They saw no need of, of the salvation that he, he offered. They felt threatened and defensive because they might lose their positions of authority and, and leadership and respect. They accused him of being a drunkard. That was false. A glutton. That was false of having tacky taste in friends because he associated with sinners. Because he came to teach sinners. And all of us are sinners outside of him. Romans 3 and verse 23. As Jean Thomas is fond of saying, Jesus was simply not your ideal Rotarian. It is profoundly it is profound irony that the Son of God visited this planet and one of the chief complaints against him was that he was not religious enough. Matthew 9, verses 10 and 11, and chapter 11 and verse 19. And if there was ever a religious person on this earth, profoundly religious and teaching religious dedication, it was Jesus. And yet he was accused by his detractors as being the opposite. And is that not the way that so many in the politically correct movement are today? They are supposedly, they're voicing that we ought to be tolerant, we ought to demonstrate love, the love of Jesus, but when we talk about sin being sin, oh, they shout us down with hateful words and speech and try to do hateful things against us in a lot of cases. The early church did not seek political correctness. Jesus was not politically correct. He did not fit in, generally speaking. But again, he did not try to change the scene through revolution, through violence. And the church that Jesus established did not seek political correctness. And examinations of the church in Acts reveals a quick digression from having favor with all the people, in Acts 2 and verse 47, to being accused of turning the world upside down, but not through violence, not through insurrection, not through revolution, but simply by teaching the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ. Acts 17 and verse 6. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to follow you faithfully, dedicated, consistently, all the time. And help us in Christian love and in godly conduct to help people to see your way as being the way for their lives that will lead them to eternal life with you in heaven. Help them to see your word 
as being authoritative for our daily lives. Please help us, Father. Please guide us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.